back in the basement for the third episode now of The Disconnect. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, joined across from me, Mr. Phil Hayes. What's up? It's finally starting to feel like fall. This weather, we woke up this Monday morning, yeah. it was like 40 degrees outside. A little chilly. But this is what I like about the fall. You yeah. know what I mean? We've been having almost like this summer-like weather, <laughs> right. and fall's one of my favorite seasons. I so love like, it. This is, this is awesome. And I don't know about you, but in the fall... It is without fail that we get, we've got donuts at our house every single weekend because yeah. going out to the orchards around here, we have so many, right. um, you got to pick up some donuts. That's, it, that's it, the thing it, to it's do. It's got to happen. Yeah. That's, I actually, it's funny you say that. Cause I texted Amanda on uh, Saturday. She was out and about and I was like, make sure you get some cider while you're out because I want some hot cider. I'm not as big of a fan of cider, but Love I'll it. get it along with the donuts, obviously. But yeah. I, it's it's gotten to the point where it almost feels like an addiction where I have to have the donut in the morning now <laughs> right. because we went to... Uh, remember the old Slaughtered at Sundown? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so it's actually uh, Stacy. Majeski, who we went to school oh, with, yeah. her and her uh-huh. husband, they purchased that recently. I saw and they that. changed it to Miller Farms, not right. to be confused with Miller's Big Red, Miller yeah. Farms. But they've got like, we went and we did, we the kids picked pumpkins and oh, we cool. got the gourds and everything like that. Uh, and they also have cider and donuts. Nice. They don't make them there. I'm sure they will eventually, but right. we picked up, you know, 12 dozen or 12, 12 donuts. Dozen. Yeah, 12 <laughs> could use that. But, <laughs> right. Those we we got that in the cider and we went through that in basically the day. So then I'm yeah. grocery shopping on Sunday and they had Blake's donuts at Kroger. I'm <laughs> like, give me a give me a six pack of those because I right. haven't got enough of my donut fix right now. But we what do you around here, uh-huh. what is your favorite uh donut from the cider mills? Because yeah, there's there's a very distinct style that each place has, in my opinion, you've got these, uh, you've got the same sort of like you either go plain or you go cinnamon sugar. Yeah. But all varying degrees of greatness in these donuts. And we have so many options around. Here. Right. See, that's the thing. I honestly couldn't tell you which one's my favorite. I don't, I don't remember the difference between like a uh, Varellans or a Westview or a big red. Like I, I really don't remember. I could do a blind taste test and I could probably tell you what is what, <laughs> yeah, because no. I'm, I'm, you're not, you don't live in no, this area per se anymore, right. but we literally every weekend we could go to any one of these places and end yeah. up with a bag of donuts. My go-to that is a little, uh, it's probably off the beaten path that uh-huh. a lot of people don't know about is highs cider mill. I think yeah, they're I don't like, know. Them. I think they're like 37 in Van Dyke okay. area. Yep. Uh, so a little bit further North and, uh, West of, uh, uh, Van Dyke there. The, okay. But, uh, no, I think they're, they've got one of the best donuts around. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's where, it, you know, I do miss that with not living in the downtown area options anymore. options around here. Yeah. Cause it's like, I got a good donut shop. That's my go-to down the street, but it's not like the, uh, like the cider mills where it's like the, right. the cider and donuts there. It's, and that's the thing is I'm not going to drive a half hour to come get some donuts on a Sunday. Well, you got to make a special trip out of it. Cause those right. places get packed. People come from yeah. all over to this area, whether it's Blake's or Varellans or Westview or, uh, highs even, even though that's so 
kind of hidden out there. Right. There's a lot of people that come out that way. And we did come out this way for some, uh, like fall festivities this weekend. We went to Tilson street. We um, did too. Did that you? Was, yep. We took the kids yesterday. We went Saturday. Okay. I should have given you a call, but it was kind of a spur of the moment thing where it was like, we literally were like, um, why, why don't we just take them right now? Cause we yeah. went early in the day. That's we how we were yesterday. Night. Yeah. We yeah. went at like, I think we were there at like five o'clock. Yeah, that's about what we did on yeah. Saturday. And and that's the thing is like, it was nice because I you never know with having younger kids how they're going to react to it because it's like, it's kind of scary, but I don't know. I've had a lot of Halloween decorations up and stuff. So my kid, it's kind of it, like, obviously the newborn, he's not going to know the difference, but my like uh, almost two-year-old, it's like, I never know if he's going to be freaked out or if he's going to be cool with it or what, but he was cool with it. That's, yeah, and that's... uh that's really tough because it's funny you say that uh-huh. because my, my three-year-old, oh, go almost three-year-old, we, we go to Tilson. Yeah. She's got no problem with it. Right. She's like, oh, it's creepy. It's spooky. She, she, she likes it. She's a little apprehensive. Like right. Yeah. They, they had a course. talking werewolf over on I Tilson. I saw that. Yep. And that was really cool. And she was, she was like, she was scared of it, but she was like, she'd be Wants fine. To see it. Yeah. And for those that don't know, the stuff on Tilson street is it could get pretty gory. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a, there's a mm-hmm. few, uh, uh, spots that are really like, you know, there's going to be body parts. There's going to be skeletons. It's the goal is to, to scare, to scare. Yeah. And for little kids, you're right. You don't know how they're going to handle it. But, but knowing that my daughter is okay with that. Yeah. I thought, Hey, no problem if I decorate the house this year, which <laughs> yeah. I don't normally do. Right. I don't normally go and do the Halloween decorations, the Christmas yeah. lights, but I got lights. I got a few things from Meyer last week and right. it was, it was like spider webs. Yeah. It was a ghost that I, I hung up on the house. Holy shit. She, she didn't like it? freaked the fuck really? out. She went bonkers like it was like to the point where like panic attack inducing oh my gosh reactions to this and i was she wouldn't go outside yeah she wouldn't even look out the window so <laughs> those decorations that i put up they're down. lasted all of about three hours on the house they all had to come down and the only thing left standing are the the purple and orange lights and then some pumpkins, which, so I couldn't comprehend that she's okay. Walking by this stuff. She can see it up close. Not her home. Exactly. It's not where she goes to bed. Knowing that it's outside her house gives her so much stress and anxiety. And and it's like, (laughs) I I get it. So it's like, we're not going to be one of those parents who are like, face your fears. And it's like, no, she's three. Right. She can't, she's allowed to be terrified of this stuff. So we took it down maybe next year. And I even said, when we were walking around, I said, Uh Like, don't you think it'd be cool to put this back up? Right. No, 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 daddy. She doesn't like it. No, she doesn't like it. But that kind of leads me to my next point with Halloween right around the corner. Like, yeah. what were some things when you were a kid that you just had this irrational fear of? Like, for some reason, huh. like, it was, you just were terrified. And I yeah. know I know what yours are, and it's not necessarily Halloween related. Right. I'm going to see if you know what yours are. Well, see, and I'm going to say really quick before we get into that, that I had the total opposite uh, situation at my house because I put up a bunch of Halloween decorations yesterday, and I got some scary stuff there. Sure. Like, I have some big old skeleton heads and demon babies and all this stuff. Uh, my son was, 
he, I came home because I ran out real quick. I come home and he's got his nose pressed up against the window. And my wife is like, you need to get home because he can't stand like being inside and not being able to go out and see he wants things. to go see it. Yeah. So I take him out there. And at first he was a little apprehensive. He's just kind of looking around, but then he starts looking at him and he's looking at it real close and he picks up that demon baby and he's like hugging it and carrying it around. And I'm like, something's not right here. I don't know if I'm like okay with it or not that he's like, he was so into it. And he was, he was out there. He carried a couple rats in and tried to scare uh, his mom with it. Um, but he seemed really into it, but there's, but then when I turned on the, uh, at night I turned on, I have like that, that hologram thing with the, yeah. it shows like the ghost in the window Sure, that he did not like. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, so yeah, you never see, you never know what's going to hit with these kids. It's the same right. thing with, with some of the stuff they watch on TV. Yeah. Sometimes it's scary to them. Other times, not so much, even like hocus pocus. Yeah. Josephine couldn't watch Hocus Pocus. She was freaked out by the witches. Harrison loves that kind of stuff right now. He's almost five. He's at that age where that kind of stuff is cool. So there's this big division in the house as far as what we can and can't watch right now. You'll have to take one of the kids down to like the basement and watch some scary movies down there. Yeah, Or maybe do the opposite because basements can be creepy at times. Yeah, that's where you put the scary movie stuff. (laughs) That's perfect. But yeah, as far as my uh, like irrational fears go, I would say the biggest thing for me growing up was aliens. Okay. I, I was always like, I thought like ET, I watched ET as a child and that scared the shit out of me. ET, like, ET, the look of ET, the, the noises he would make, the, the look and the noises him, yeah. ET dressed in drag. No, that didn't scare me as much, but just that, that he makes that like weed whacker noise when he gets scared. <laughs> and I like that his face of like when he, his neck like pops up into the air and then he's like screaming and running. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this. And I think it's the fact too, that like they found him like in the backyard and we had some woods in our backyard back then. And like, yeah, that was probably the scariest part of the movie. The initial like finding ET in the back uh, in the tall grass or whatever. And then the flashlight drops and it's just this moment of like back and forth between Elliot and ET and, and then he runs inside and it's like, but that was also the thing that scared me pretty bad about that movie. It wasn't just ET. I was so confused as a child about like the government coming in and like trying to take ET and like they were kind of against the kids, like chasing them. True. I, they're like, they walk in the house in like these spacesuits. I was so confused about what was going on there as a child. Now I get it. But like, like, okay, yeah, they want to see what's going on. It's an alien. They need to check things out. Sure. But the government still shouldn't just barge into your house. No, there's uh, it was weird. There's uh, there, hey, where's your search warrant, buddy? Right. Exactly. But, yeah. but I think, uh, that's funny. Cause my kids have like a little ET doll. I think yeah. Sean got yeah, he it did. for yep. Harrison. So it's like, they've already been exposed to ET at a very <laughs> right. young age. And I think maybe exposing them at a young age is, is, what, uh, what kind of prevents them from being scared of these things. So like yeah. no different, you've been decorating for years now. So Kelly right. grew up with that. Yep. Josephine's just seen it now for the first time on her house. So she, yeah. she was scared, but right. you, I remember you being afraid of, uh, like the trapeze artists yeah, at, mm-hmm. at the, the circus. You couldn't watch these people flipping around in the air. You, that, yeah. that would freak you out to the point where you couldn't even, 
watch it. It wasn't just the trapeze. It was anything that was in the air. I remember being, I still have like vivid memories of this as a child where like, I remember flags blowing in the wind or like a swing that was swinging back and forth. I, and I have no idea why. I mean, I was a young child, but I, I vividly remember sitting. What's that? You revividly remember? I vividly (laughs) remember the, uh, like sitting at McDonald's and like looking out the window and seeing that flag, uh, like flying back and forth. And I didn't like anything in the air like that. It was, but yeah, the trapeze, I remember freaking out and like having to leave. What do you think the source of that was? I have no idea. I mean, I I really don't know. I couldn't tell you, but it's probably it's, I think some people are just like born with things like that because I don't think anything happened to me like that. There are a few things that they say that human beings are, like it's ingrained into you that you're yeah. afraid of some there there's, I think it's like heights, right? The, the dark. Yeah. And like, uh, for some reason with snakes and spiders, it's, it's, it's all stuff that at one point in our, our ancestors, it's things that could have killed you. Right. It's things that have always been, you, you, you learn to be afraid of those in the beginning because yes, it will allow you to survive right. by being afraid of it. Like if you're afraid of heights, uh-huh. you're not going to go close to the edge of a cliff. No, of course and not. And if your ancestors were, were dying as a result of getting too close to a cliff and falling <laughs> yeah. off or walking into a dark cave and being eaten alive by some sort of animal, yeah. you're, it's ingrained in you. A, po- a, a, a spider that was poisonous, that was dangerous to you, you were going to be afraid of it because it could potentially kill you. That's why we have these natural fears. So there is definitely some uh, 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 truth to that. Now, when I was growing up, uh-huh. the uh, I was like, for some reason, I was deathly afraid of like strangers and being kidnapped. Right. Those were two things that just freaked me out. And I don't know... I, I have a few theories on why that is growing up in like being at a young age in the early nineties, strange yeah. danger was a huge thing. It was huge. It was all, there were all these, uh, it was always like somebody's going to pull up in a, in a van <laughs> white or van. a white van, yeah. the, the creeper van. And somebody's going to, tr- they're going to try to kidnap you. Yeah. I don't know why they're going to try to kidnap you. There were like all these, like there would be these, uh, TV miniseries about kids getting kidnapped. Right. There was America's Most Wanted. That was always, you know, with with what had happened with uh, uh, Adam Walsh, and 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 they had the, you know, he was he was kidnapped and murdered, and right. and so unsolved mysteries. There were always missing children. The face on the milk carton. Like yeah. these were always things that like don't talk to strangers because you're going to get kidnapped and you're going to get taken away from your family. Uh, and like the, the, the thing was always, there's no reason why an adult would ask a kid for directions essentially. And right. that, that was how they were always going to get you. They were going to pull over <laughs> yeah. and they were going to ask for, uh, uh, directions like, Hey kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do you want some, don't take candy from want strangers. Some candy? Don't ask if they're trying to find a dog, help you. Oh, help me find my dog. My dog's right. Lost. They're not going to ask a kid to do that, which totally makes sense. As an adult, right. I'm not pulling over and I'm not, I'm never going to ask a six year old. Hey, <laughs> no. do you know, do you know where this place is? Because one, a six year old doesn't know. And two, just don't talk to kids. Right. Exactly. 
They ain't yours. Don't talk to them. That's basically the rule. Kids scare me anyways. That's the thing. But, I always think they're going to make fun of me. But I, I remember when I was probably like six years old, Yeah, I was waiting for the bus right. by myself because I don't think you were old enough to, to, to wait for the bus. And this, this, this van uh-huh. pulls up and it was a lady and she was asking me, do you know where so-and-so lives? Red flags everywhere. Yeah. Wait a second. I'm a kid. Right. I'm six. Why are you asking me where this? Uh, and, and in retrospect, I probably she probably wasn't attempting to kidnap me. No. But do you think maybe maybe? But do you think for one second I stood around and waited? Hell no. I booked it to the front of the house. Yeah. Without fail, just running away because why is this stranger talking to me? Yeah. Don't, she shouldn't talk to you. Don't <laughs> don't adults know like what kids have been told. They should. No, but is that an irrational fear? Is that something, or did that save my life potentially? No, it's not an irrational fear, but there, there's, and that's the thing is, I don't think my fear of heights as a child was an irrational fear either. But like, the thing is, is that it, it, you take it to a certain level sometimes where it's like, okay, you, I'm almost like skittish because like, right. and, and that's the thing though, is they always did. They like, we had certain, uh, code words when we were younger that we were given as far as like, okay, if the person doesn't know that, right. Then you don't talk to them. That was the thing when, when, cause I don't know if you're still allowed to do this. I don't right. think you are, but mom would like leave us in the car Yeah, at a certain, after a certain age, like where you would like, if she had to run inside and get food or right. going to just running really quick and pick up the, 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 the photos from a yeah. CVS or Kmart or something like right. that. She didn't want to bring in all the kids. Yeah. You turn, you, 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 you lock yourself in the car and uh-huh. the, uh, the rules were, were, you don't open the door for anybody. If somebody comes to the door right. and says, Hey, come with me. Yeah. Your mom's been hurt or something like that. Yeah. And like that, just going over those scenarios as a young child creates yeah. these fears where it's yeah. like, wait a second. And, and nobody ever came to the door. Wait, someone's going to try to take me. Exactly. Somebody's <laughs> going to come to the window and they're going to try to, uh, uh, take me. Like why yeah. would people do that? But right. like, yeah, you're right. It's something that they had to go over with. Yeah. Us. And now if you're left in a car, some Karen's probably going to call the cops on, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's all, you're going to get CPS knocking at your door, but do you like, do you remember what the code word was? I do. Yes. It was buttered popcorn, buttered popcorn or something like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is, that's the thing though, is like, I think it's good to have those conversations, but sure. you do want to, you do want to make sure that you don't freak your kids out because you don't want to make them afraid of the world. No, exactly. And I, I know, and that's, see, I was never, that's the, the funny part though. Like I never had that fear of like being kidnapped. But even though I watched the things and I, I saw the same stuff sure. you did and was told the same things, it just wasn't something that scared me. But I, I think that as, you know, just human beings, it's like everybody has a different, different like thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause even I remember too, even like if cars would like drive slowly around the neighborhood, right. I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? Yeah. Or if they'd pull in your driveway to turn around or they'd take too long or something, I'm like, what the heck is going on? It would just, yeah. it was something I was always on edge about. And you know, maybe as the, I don't know, as being the, as being the oldest or something, like there was like an obligation to where like right. you have to protect everybody else. Yeah. So it's like, it's on, it's kind of on your back. If you're the oldest one there, right. you're kind of the one in charge at that point. So maybe that had something to do with it too. But 
similar to that code word for being left in the car, we do have a code word at home uh-huh. for if we're watching something that gets too scary. Right. And and we have to turn it off. Uh-huh. What I what our what I told my daughter is I said, okay, if you start getting too scared, you gotta say peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut, peanut butter means turn it off. It's our safe word. Peanut right. butter. Peanut butter. And every once in a while we're watching something and you can see it's getting creepy. Yeah. It's getting creepy. And then I, I look over, it she just kind of mouth it. Peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, peanut butter, peanut She's butter. She's yelling yeah, it. Yeah. It gets, it, it, it's this rise in uh, <laughs> fear and anxiety. Yeah. But uh, do you guys have anything planned as far as uh, dressing up for Halloween? Yeah. Do you guys do the family costumes? We're going to go with uh, Ghostbusters this year. We've thought about doing an it last year. oldie, but a goodie. Did. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, we got a couple of the costumes and that's one of the main reasons is because I know I was the marshmallow man as a little child. And then we're going to uh, put Calvin in the marshmallow man costume this year. So, I mean, it's, it's something fun to do, but as far as like, I don't know this year, we're, we're definitely not doing as much with the decorations and things like that because a little more low key. Yeah. It's, it's just tough with the newborn. So it's like, and I know that my son Calvin, it's like, he's just going to rip down every decoration if we put any up inside. So we're going to, but it, I think it'll be fun to dress up as a family. I, I, I really was expecting that you guys were going to go as, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. And, and and maybe maybe Calvin could be Brian Laundry. <laughs> no. You could be yeah. I know you want you you teased that last week. I know. And that, I don't know. I, right. I don't have the same fascination with it as you do, but like Yeah, I want him to catch he, him. Is he off the case now? I think so. I saw something. I saw a headline, and again, I didn't read the whole story though, so who knows? But he uh it said that Dog the Bounty Hunter is uh thrown in the towel on trying to find Mr. Laundry. The, the towel and the laundry. <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Thrown in on laundry. Isn't it yeah. crazy that they can't find this guy though? No. You don't <laughs> it's think it's not. crazy? No. I mean, the guy is so generic looking. Like <laughs> he's he really looks like you could walk down the street and see 10 guys that look like him. I think he's uh, you know, with the beard and the bald head. It's like uh, it's a it's a popular look right now. Yeah, and the whole thing of him like having a survivalist background, like that's gonna make uh, you know, he knows what to do. So Yeah, but when you got dog hunting you down and you also have the FBI looking for you, like, I I don't know. I've seen those clips online where it's like, they think he's in mom and dad's backyard and they see him like, like she's feeding him through like underneath the sandbox or something like that. (laughs) He's reaching his hand out and grabbing stuff. It's like that, that case has gotten so out of control and it set the whole like van life movement behind by like 10 years. I know (laughs) it's, it's, it was really not a good look for that because yeah, and that makes total sense. Like a lot of these people are, they're, they're leaving everything behind to right. go live in a van and it's, you don't know what you're getting into. Like a no. lot of these people, they haven't been together for a long time either. Right. Like you're, you're, you don't know who you're traveling around with. And no. It makes it so much harder for people to keep tabs on you. You don't have neighbors looking out. If you remember that case, what was the one they had the Netflix documentary where the guy like murdered his wife and his, and his two daughters oh, or something like that. I don't remember the name of it, but I know exactly you know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah. And it was the, it was the concern of the neighbors that brought so much attention yeah. to it. If you remember in that documentary, you have this neighbor who's like pulling up his security cam, right? Sitting in there watching it with the police yeah. and basically like ta- telling the guy, like he's, this guy's famous for, 
being like, yo, this dude's not acting right. Right. He's exactly. like, there's something off with this guy. He know he doesn't talk this much. He's never like this. And like the cops knew like immediately, like, dude, you're busted. You, yeah. we, we got you on, on, on film here. But in those situations where you're on this nomad path, which right. it sounds very attractive to people, but like, yeah. There's something to be said for a core group of like your your neighbors and people who can look out for you and who are part of this community to say there's a red flag here like somebody needs right. to look into this. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is when you're constantly moving and go like when the police come to look and they have a home to go to. Okay, this is where they come back to every night. Little easier to you know find evidence and things like that than when you're just kind of roaming around the country. So I, I could see where it would be tough to catch him, but it, you, you would have thought they would have kept him, uh, kept him, tried to keep an eye on him while he was like when they knew where he was. But yeah, I mean, but how hard can he be to find? Like, let's let's be honest. Let's I don't know. Obviously, I'm, pretty hard so far. Yeah, it's. it's been- it's got to be hard. And I, I mean, I do think they'll find him eventually, but I think it's going to be like a, a fluke thing where it's like, you know, somebody spots him real quick. Cause that was the other thing that was so like interesting to me is there were so many people that were like, yeah, we picked up a hitchhiker and I think it was him. And it's like, <laughs> How many people are out people there? Are, people are, uh, is hitchhiking making a comeback? Like, yeah. They talk about, talk about things that you were, you were supposed to be afraid of. Right. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah, exactly. But it sounds like in these little like van life communities, they all kind of like help each other out and stuff. And it's like, uh, you might pick up a murderer still. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be careful. Those, those don't pick up hitchhikers because you're within X amount of miles of a prison. Yeah. Those, those things are still real. Those signs right. still exist. Like, don't pick up hitchhikers. And we talked about dad being on the podcast. Yeah. That's the story I want to hear the hitchhiking. story. Oh yeah. We that did. is, that's I, a, I, that's know. a classic dad story because him growing up in the seventies, uh-huh. that was a normal, normal thing to do. So yeah. he's, he's got a hitchhiking story that we are definitely going to discuss I'd love to hear at some it. point on this podcast, because yeah. that is, it's, it's gold. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but that could, have you seen, uh, who has been on doing the van life thing for a while now as since, since COVID? Oh, Tom Green. Tom Green. Oh yeah. He came <laughs> up on my TikTok the other day yeah. and Tom Green was, talk about a, he was like, he <laughs> was ahead character. of his time. Oh yeah. He was ahead of sure. his time. He was doing the, the prank shows before the prank shows were a thing, you know? And, right. And he's, he's, uh. He was out there. He he left California and he just hopped in a van. Yep. And he was doing his podcasting from the van. He was roaming around. He got the heck out of uh, California and he was he was on the go. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw recently he's back in Canada. But like, could you do the van life? Yeah, I think I I think I could. Um, if I didn't have a family here, would you want to do the the van life. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'd want to, I would rather have like a place to go back to. Like yeah. I'd like to live a little, uh, you know, a little more rustic than I do now, but like, cause the, talk about disconnecting. I mean, going yeah. in a van and not having any place to like even, even hang your hat right. aside from the van is, is a big move. But like, I, I wonder why people are so, uh, it, it, it's become a, a big movement. You know, I, th- I think it's about, seeing, you know, the world. I mean, it's like your country. Yeah. You yeah. can, you can go from like, I, I remember when Tom green, I listened to the podcast when he was on Joe Rogan, Rogan yeah. and he was talking about how like 
yeah, I went to like six, uh, you know, national parks in the last 11 days or something, just stayed there. It's like, you can see a lot of stuff there's, and and that's something like in Michigan, when you have a vacation and you only have like three or four days to like do things, you, you're not going from like place to place to place. But I did that one time where on a camping trip, um, I was gone for about, it was like a week or 10 days when I was in high school, I went with a friend's family and it's like, we stayed at like a bunch of different campsites sure, and that was fun. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. You get to see something different every couple of days. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it is that just like the, the freedom of the road yeah. and the experience of everything. And it's a, a unique way to, to travel. I think I could do it for maybe a week or two at a time, but like right. to make it, that's where you live. Like that would be very, very difficult for me because I do like, I want to disconnect, but like yeah. I need a place to like walk around and feel like it's right. mine and feel like I have some privacy or some, uh, just, just some place that's not going anywhere. I like, yeah. I, I don't like the idea of like, you can literally have your, your van broken into and stolen and then all your shit's gone. Well, like I get people can break into your house, but this is, this is different. Yeah. And that's what I always wonder with these. That's my main question is that like, it seems like these vans usually like they're somewhat old, they yep. look like, and they, they get them made into these houses and then drive them around everywhere. But I feel like, don't they break down all the time? Like yeah. you're driving so much. Well, as coming from somebody who had an old, uh, uh, old bus at right. one point, yeah. uh, I can, I can assure you, yes, they do break down and they break down, down frequently just because you have the ability to, uh, renovate an old bus or something like that doesn't yeah. mean you should because right. yeah, you are going to spend some time and if you don't know how to do it yourself, it's going to cost you a lot and you're going to have to find somebody to fix it all the time. Uh, yeah. that's why you, you will see a lot of people doing like the sprinter vans or the, the, uh, I, I know it's a higher price, but like the, uh, the, the Mercedes vans are right. a popular one for van life. Uh, but no, as more people do it and people are doing it on a budget, like yeah, they're they're gonna have to go with older models that are prone to break down. So maybe your your roaming house might turn into a permanent fixture at some point. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's not for me. And maybe as uh, you know, the the more attention gets on the Brian Laundry case, the uh, the less people will be uh, going that yeah. route. You know, I I hear you. But I yeah. hope they find the bastard. Yeah, me too. One of these days they will. I bet you it'll be like six months down the road or something. We'll see. How many weeks we got till Halloween here? Two? Two, yeah. Two. It's, dude, it's, this year is just flying by. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's like, I feel, uh, this is what everybody has said. Twenty, The way 2020 flew by, we're just recovering from 2020 right now. Yeah. And it's already like 2021's gone. I know. Already looking to 2022. And I'm going to leave you guys, when we're talking about how fast time flies, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of info here that, that kind of blew my mind uh-huh. right now. So they are... They are re. There's going to be a uh, like a spinoff of that '70s show oh, called yeah. that '90s show. Right. They did that '80s show at one point, very short lived. Yep. While that '70s show was still on the air, but that '90s show is it's coming out. It's supposed to, I think, focus on Kit and Red. Okay. In the '90s, so the that '70s show came out in the '90s. Right. And. The setting was in the 70s, obviously, that 70s show. The amount of time that 
has passed since that show aired to now is further back than the time distance between the 70s of when it was set and when it premiered. So more time has passed. So that show, based now, would be based later on in the 90s than when it was released. It's and that's the thing like it feels like the 90s were like How is that even ago. possible? Like I know. like that to to think about the show being set in that era of the 90s to right. be like and more time has passed, it just does not seem real. No. It blows my mind and like when you when you really start thinking about like timelines and things like that, it gets it gets depressing to a degree. You're like, "My god, life is just flying by." Life goes by too fast. We spend too much time working and we yeah. don't make enough of the time we have. So that is my little, uh, those are my words of encouragement to spend more time disconnecting right. and enjoy yourself a little bit more. And we will be back in the basement next week with another episode of the disconnect so that you can take some time and just take a pause because we're telling you every week here, the struggle is real. Thanks for listening. <laughs>